0: Welcome to the show, everybody. This is the Set the Tone podcast, and we have a great show for you coming up today. Episode four, August 9th. We have a weekend recap and uh, some great segments to go into.
1: Yeah, uh, we got a lot to talk about today. We got college football, Champions League, MLB, PGA. We're diving into it all. Yeah. So, uh, Ethan, you want to kick it off with the NBA?
0: Yeah, sure. So, uh, big weekend for the NBA. Um so to sum it up real quick, TJ Warren still on fire, Sixers dead, but the, uh, the most exciting part of the NBA this weekend was definitely, we had some NBA beef. Um, my guy Dame Lillard, he missed two late free throws to, to pretty much clutch up the game or at least put him in a better spot. I think they were down one, and he had two and he missed them both, which is totally, totally just uncharacteristic for uh, Dame time. But uh, after the game, and even during the game, Pat Beverly was talking his shit, and they got they went to Instagram, you know, Pat Beverly started talking some shit, Paul George started talking some shit, and uh, Dame Lillard ended it. I believe Dame Lillard's quote was, at, he was uh, adding up Paul George, he said, you know, you keep running from team to team, you're scared of the grind, you and your boys are some chumps, and that was just, that's just fire, that's the realest shit I've seen. He comes back tonight, he comes back Sunday night, it's obviously airing tomorrow, Monday, but... He comes back on Sunday night and he drops fifty one points just to uh, just to let the the Clippers know like not to fuck with him. So pretty, that that's yeah. respect. That's pretty good.
1: And he he had to play the Sixers too. The game after like yeah, on, it's unfortunate. Crush my heart like that. <laughs> but uh, he even made he made like back to back threes uh, multiple times during the game. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean it was a close game with the Sixers. Embiid went out with a I think a rolled ankle early on. Simmons yeah. is out. So, sixes are not looking good. Uh, I'm a little I'm nervous. Dead. But Josh Richardson dropped uh, 34. That's... They're I mean, he's got to pick up some slack. Yeah. But that's no 51 from, from Dame.
0: Yeah, no, I was... Uh, me and my dad were looking at, like, a recap there, showing some of the scores on TV. And I, every game I saw, the starting five for every team dropped, like, over 15 points. The games are getting up to, like, 130 like, you know, 120, 130 every game. So these guys are really, like, balling out. They're really shooting. And part of it might just be, like, the idea of not having to travel. You know, you play a game. You just get to go to, like, a hotel room that's, like, 10 minutes away. You know, you're not not sitting there taking a shower. And Some of these guys might live 30 minutes from, you know, where they normally play, even at home, stuff like that. So, I mean, it's interesting to see. Is it that? Is it maybe these guys had so much rest from, you know, when we were first quarantined? I have no idea. I told you guys on the first show, maybe the second one, bet the overs. Hope you guys did that. TJ Warren still on fire, just destroying everybody. Um, sure. Big win for everybody named TJ, because usually when I think of people named TJ, I think of losers. So the fact TJ Warren's falling out, that's a big win for all those guys out there. I
1: don't know. Is there an MVP talk from after the bubble?
0: <laughs> I mean, he <laughs> might be the bubble MVP, but it might have to be Dame too. But Dame's just for talking shit and hitting, yeah. and uh, dropping 51. Yeah, but uh, going on with the NBA, Draymond Green got fined 50K for tampering with Devin Devin Booker. He was on one of the shows. uh, I think he was on NBA Tonight and uh, pretty much told Devin Booker, get off the Suns. You know, someone get him off there. He needs to go be able to ball out every night. Absolutely so disrespectful. But, I mean, this league, man, you got to love it.
1: I mean, just the banter of... uh... Draymond, I mean, personally, I'm not a big Draymond Green fan, Yeah. so I'm kind of happy him. he got fined, but yeah. uh, I don't know, I kind of like Devin Booker on the Suns, I think they have a chance to build around him, and oh yeah, at, right now, it might not be the best interest for him to be there, but right. give it a year or two, and I think he can really grow with that team, and they can take a, eventually, playoff run.
0: Yeah, I mean, they have some good pieces, they do have A in there. You know yeah. DeAndre Ayton, who obviously could. You know he's he's a good center. Devin Booker. Um, I think they have one of the benders. I think they have Dragon Bender. I, I could totally yeah. be off about that, but they have some good pieces there. But it's just tough for them right now. I mean Devin Booker is probably one of the best players in the league right now. Yeah. One of the best, definitely one of the best scorers, just pure shooter scores. So um, I hope they get good. I'd love to see him stay there because nowadays, you know. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up going, you know, he ends up at the Lakers or the Clip. You know, I, I just want to see someone just build a good team, like like Damian Lillard, stay at,
1: yeah,
0: stay at Portland, build a good team, and kind of look at what he said to PG. You know, you keep, uh, you keep running from team to team, like you're scared of the grind. Is he scared of the grind? Does he just want to win? I don't know. I mean, set the tone right there. I don't uh, know set the tone on that.
1: Today's NBA, I feel like players like always switch teams. I don't know yeah. if it's just like as of recently, but like, look back like 10 years ago, like players stayed for Tim Duncan Spurs right. forever. Michael Jordan. I mean, he went to the Wizards, but he stayed with the Bulls. Right. He, he was a Bull. Bulls. He's not a Wizard. Yeah, exactly. Like players stayed with their team. They were loyal. I don't know. Today, I feel like you got like KD. He, he, went, everywhere. Yeah, he went everywhere. Um, <laughs> Kyrie bounced around a little bit. Even yep. bronze bouncing around. like one of the best players in the league, he's bouncing around a little bit. One of the best players ever, you know. So, I, I don't know. Like, if you, you don't, if you go to like look at the NFL, like you don't oh, see yeah. that as much. Like players stay with their team. You yep. might have like a one-year contract here and there if it's like an average player, but you don't have big names like bouncing like Paul George bouncing around right. from team to team.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I. I don't know, it's like a tough one because you look at it and we talk about like LeBron versus Jordan and it always comes down to the rings. And some people say, well, LeBron hasn't had the teams Jordan has and this, you know, this and that. And it's like, so do you blame Paul George, you know, a guy that doesn't have a ring yet for trying to get a ring before he's gone? Or, you know, or else he'll end up kind of like a guy like Melo, who, you know, Melo, he was with the Nuggets, he was with the Knicks. Now he's kind of bouncing around trying to, I think, find a ring. And like everyone always says, oh, Melo deserves one. It's like, do you want to be the guy that everyone says you deserve one? Or do you want to be the guy that yeah screw it yeah i went to another team to get a ring but i got one i, yeah. I, I don't know i guess it's up to the player i mean it's that's what tough.
1: kd did when he went to the warriors
0: right he, he was chasing the ring and i mean like it's one of those tough things it's like well he put himself in the best position to win but then again he also like w- where's the honor in winning too like yeah i can win if you put me on the best team you know surrounded by players that are already winning championship it's tough like that you know I guess it's really, yeah. it's really how the player wants to be viewed, and I guess that's just what today's NBA is. You know, Charles Barkley doesn't have a ring, and Shaq always yeah. makes fun of him. But like, yeah. you know, and Charles Barkley, I remember I was listening to him. He was doing an interview, and he said he doesn't really think about it that much. But at the same time, it's like it's gotta weigh on you. You gotta think like, yeah. I, I didn't win a ring. I worked my whole life to make it to the NBA. Of course, you make you want to be in the NBA, but it's like you want to be in the NBA to try and win a championship. You're not there. They're just uh, yeah. oh, I just want to play every night. Like you, you, the goal is to win a championship. Even though the Knicks suck, at the end of the year, like at the beginning of the year, their goal is let's try and be the best we can be to hopefully pull some shit out of our ass yeah. and win a championship. You know that's why we all, they all show up. Yeah. So I don't know, it's tough, but uh, yeah. But if were... you look
1: at like, take a look at Michael Jordan. Like he when he started out, like the first couple of years with the Bulls, they were garbage. Yeah, like,
0: they were they were he kind of
1: he, he stuck there and he eventually build, a, I want to say, a dynasty yeah. for those couple of years. but
0: They got beat up by the Pistons, too. I mean, he did. didn't just leave when he was getting beat up. The, he got stronger. He worked on his own game. And, uh, you know, of course, they ended up getting Rodman. And, well, actually, the first yeah. three, they didn't have Rodman. But, yeah. you know, the next, and three snotty, they, you know. Right, the next three, they picked up Rodman. They put some pieces around him, which is literally what, I mean, it's, like, weird, because it's, like, you know, when LeBron went to the Heat, he linked up with Wade and he linked up with Bosch, which in my opinion is the closest kind of like a Rodman and excuse me, a Rodman and Pippen. It's kind of like, you know, you have obviously different positions, but you're kind of like linking up with two other players that on their own. Very good. Not like elite. I mean, maybe Wade was elite, but Bosch was just a very solid player. You link up with them. And you guys become an elite team without, you know, you take LeBron out of that. You take Jordan out of that. Still a very good team, probably still a contender. But like that, like Jordan, that LeBron in those teams is really what wins on the chip. I don't think people get that. Yeah, maybe without Wade and LeBron. I mean, Wade and Bosh. You know, LeBron was struggling, but LeBron is the main focus, and so was Jordan in those teams. And they were the pieces that really made those teams great. So it's one of those things that I think you know we'll see how the league keeps going. I think some players are kind of looking at guys like Dame and want to stay where they are. You know, a guy like Devin Booker. I mean, he's still very young. You know, but uh, it's one of those things you kind of have to see like if if he's you know he's 30 right say when he turns 30 he doesn't have a ring yet like and it's not going to happen with the Suns. like you got to go you yeah. know like you got to go after yeah. like yeah greatness is you know oh i was loyal to my team but like i, I want a ring I, I don't know that's me i, I want to win championships i want to be the best so
1: so like guess at some point you do have to eventually say like i don't want to cut right. your losses but eventually
0: right you kind of go got to still we're out we're a kid. little bit
1: so but, that'll um, be interesting to see in the next, like, what he does going next year. with, yeah. I don't know where the Sun's in the draft. Uh,
0: well, I mean, they're probably, like, more middle of the pack. I would yeah. think we look it up because, I mean, they might make the playoffs right now because I, I think they're the only undefeated team left in the bubble. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you know, the Lakers kind of stopped trying after they got the number one seat, but I, I don't know, um, like, where they end up in the. It's like a weird thing because it's like you get him invited to the bubble so you should probably be pretty good but at the same time it's like these teams aren't really great Uh, i mean the west is so much better than the east anyway but uh this says nba mock draft phoenix suns up uh venice finds the suns with the number two pick this was back in june or this was july 15th so i don't think they were playing yet i don't know how they could have the number two pick though Okay, it was a stupid lottery simulation. Never mind. Yeah. But um, you, you see that they have a shot at number two, yeah. which means they have a shot at number one. Very slim. But, yeah, so we'll see. I mean, if they can maybe add a nice piece there to work with them, work with Booker, help out Aiden a little bit, you know, a true third piece. Yeah. Dare I say a guy like LaMelo Ball, a point guard that could bring up the ball, <laughs> you know, that would be pretty sick. I don't maybe think he'd want a, to play in Phoenix.
1: A lethal shooter of Miles Powell.
0: <laughs> I don't know. That would be pretty cool. Maybe a second-round pick right there but uh yeah so going on that that was some nba um moving on now to a little college football reports came out today it's looking like uh the power five conferences will not be having a football season that breaks my heart in a million pieces i was looking forward to that so much i love college football i think it's the best sport you know to watch on tv right now so uh yeah i don't know what's going to happen the players i mean trevor lawrence has probably been the most vocal saying like we want to play let's find a way to do this because a guy like him it's just It's his junior year, but it's his senior year. He's going to be drafted pretty much. Um, He he didn't even need to play a game the past two. You know, last year he doesn't even need to play a game this year. He's going number one. I think that's pretty clear. But uh, yeah, I I hope something can be worked out. But more importantly, I just hope they take care of the players and everything's safe because, you know, that'd be that'd be pretty pretty horrible, especially because they don't even get paid for it. Yeah,
1: I mean, Trevor Lawrence did bring up a good point saying. Hey, if we do go back and play football, then we're in a controlled environment where yeah. we're taking the necessary precautions. Players are out of like some of the players have bad home situations, so they're yeah. in a good environment with the team. So there are benefits, but it, it's oh, there's just it's such tough. a risk. Yeah, it's like it's really it's just so unpredictable. With.
0: I mean, the thing is too, is they're not even getting paid. You yeah. know, they're, they're, like you're gonna tell me, like, say a kid gets coronavirus. I'm obviously doing extremes right now and dies from it. So like, he didn't. What did he get an education for a year? You know what I mean? Like, if you're a freshman on a team and you, what would you get out of that? At least like an NFL player could be like, well, I just brought home ten million dollars to my family. Yeah. What's this kid gonna say? Oh yeah, you know, I uh, I was in intro to intro to biology for a week, like. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I hope they can figure it out. They got to do it like a bubble. We're seeing the MLB yeah. hasn't worked without the bubble. We're seeing uh well, yeah, MLB isn't going hasn't worked with the bubble. If NFL doesn't do a bubble, and I know it's super hard. Cause they got 56 man roster, I think 54 man rosters. It, it won't work. Like it it just won't. Yeah. So and
1: I mean, even with co- I mean, NFL doing a bubble, that's one thing, but a college doing a bubble, like the players still do have to go to school. Like yeah. I know Many of them don't show up to class, but Basket,
0: weave in 101. there has
1: to be some sort of, Yeah. it's not professional. It is still college. These I guys feel- are 20, 21 years old.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a bubble would actually be easier in college. And the reason I say that is because something Kevin Willard, the coach of Scene Hall, for those that don't know, said was he doesn't want the, I guess, NCAA or the Big East Conference to delay the basketball season to January. Like it's looking like it will because he said, why don't we start our season right when these kids go home from school at the end of November, and my kids will stay on, and we'll just literally create a bubble, like, because with all the kids home for Thanksgiving break, there'll be nobody on campus but my players, you know, and all the other teams, I, I'm not sure about the other Big East schools, what they're doing, but, like, you can really create, like, a bubble of sorts there where it's just the players, you know, you can really manage them, they all live together anyway, so you can really manage them, keep them together, and, It'll be the safest way to play. You can play in empty, you know, arenas. Sad, but, you know, at, especially at Seaton Hall, we have a little gym on campus called Walsh Gymnasium where they used to play. You could run a full basketball game there. Kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, they, it's better to be at the Prudential Center. But I mean, I think a lot more players would rather play than not play, yeah. you know, and especially I don't think you want to see teams now start forcing games in January, three or four games a week where these guys' legs get hurt, these guys get tired. You're not really getting the best product then either as a fan. You're not really watching the best yeah. basketball. So I'm not really sure. It's going to be interesting to see how that works out. But, yeah, I mean, the bubbles, it's easier and tougher. For, also, for college kids, you could throw them online. Kind of sucks, yeah. again. But, I mean, you. there's a lot of things that suck about playing college football. My friend plays college football, or did he just transferred, but he was playing college football like, not even uh, – not the FBS, but like an FCS team. And like, they woke up every morning at like 3.30 a.m. to be at the practice field at 4. Like, that sucks. And, you know, that's just part of being a college football player. It's what, it's what they do, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it sucks, but sometimes you got to risk it for the biscuit. You know, you got to get a, you got to get after a little bit. You got to set the tone. So uh, I'm hoping college football comes back because I need, I need uh, a little LSU. I need something to watch on Saturday mornings. <laughs> But uh little coach. Come on. Come on, boys. Let's get out of there. <laughs> Coronavirus can't get it. <laughs> that was my coach. <laughs> um, but yeah, going on that, we had some, finally, we had some good soccer back on. We've been off for a week or two because the prime was done and La Liga, all those leagues were done. Uh, we had the champions league, pretty somewhat good games, better games. The, uh, the first day you had Juventus, Lyon, Juventus, Leon, the, that leg ended 2-2. Leon pulled it out 2-3, which was obviously a massive upset. Um, kind of, I mean, I, I don't like Juventus. I don't like Ronaldo. I'm a Messi. I'm a Barca guy. Yeah. So I was kind of happy to see him get out. I was actually celebrating. Um, pretty excited. But going on that, sorry their coach got fired literally the next morning, which, I mean, when you're coaching at Juventus, the expectations are through the roof, and especially for Champions League. So, uh, and... They literally hired Pirlo about 25 minutes later, which for anyone that knows, he's obviously the Italian legendary center uh, center mid. Played at Juventus for a good part of his career. He also played at AC Milan for a little bit, but I don't know. But you're Italian. How, how do you feel about this? I know yeah. you're not really a Juventus guy, but
1: yeah, no, I'm definitely not. Uh, I do respect Juventus. I like. I'm not a Ronaldo guy. I yeah. don't like Ronaldo. I think he's good. He's definitely overhyped, but. <laughs> Uh, Definitely. Juventus been a little disappointing for me. Uh, I had high expectations when Ronaldo first signed there a couple years ago, but I just haven't seen any. Obviously, they won Serie A, but they've yeah. won Serie A the past like what nine years. Yeah, it was nine. So years right? it's
0: I could win the Serie A with that yeah. <laughs> team, <laughs> and they almost didn't win this year. They were they yeah. won by one point. Um, I don't, I'm not sure if it was Atalanta or Lazio, but exactly they yeah. they almost lost by one point to Atalanta or Lazio which they should never do.
1: Yeah. So uh, a world class player like Ronaldo. I know. You know it's so I, Go ahead.
0: Yeah, so I mean for me Juventus, so first of all I have a lot of friends out of Chelsea supporters. They never liked Sari when he was at the <laughs> club. Um when he was obviously there they fired him literally after he won the Europa League. They obviously fired Sari. um you know Juventus after he won the Calcio um, it's, it's one of those things, it's like unfortunate, but at the same time, if you look at it from Juventus standpoint, they've spent $400 million as an investment on Ronaldo His to get him from Real Madrid. It cost about like, I think 120, And then now through his salary, they've had to pay like 300, 400 million. Like you can't really be unsuccessful. Like it's not like they lost in the final, they lost in the semi-final to Bayern, Mayan City, Barca. They lost to Lyon in the round of 16. They haven't gone past the round of 16 with Ronaldo yet, which is. Ronaldo, obviously, I think he has the four UCLs. Like you, you got to do that, you know. Like you got to get by there. And of course, their team. I mean, me and Brad were talking about this a little bit earlier, but like in my opinion, their team is just kind of like the stars that no big team wanted, but their contract was up, or they could get them for cheap. They don't really have like a play style. You have old center backs playing with Mateus DeLict, who's like one of the brightest young center uh, center backs in the world. He's actually, I think, only twenty twenty one. Like they, they look like they're in a little bit of a transition. But they also look like they don't really have a true focus, a true style, a true way to go. And when you play a team like Lyon, who, yeah, they don't have the best players in the world. They have Depay, who's good. You know, they have a few other pieces that are somewhat notable. But when you play a team that, number one, is a true team, a team that has a true style of play and a true game plan, and they're not relying on a 35-year-old Ronaldo, who is still probably the number two best player in the world behind Messi. But Lyon showed up. They had a game plan, and they said, you know what? We're going to play our hearts out. They played with a ton of passion, and they got the job done. So, uh, you know, and about the Pirlo hiring, Pirlo was only a um, was only made the coach of their U23s for Juventus. Like, someone told me, like, two or three weeks ago. So this man has no coaching experience.
1: Yeah. They're going to go coach a major team like Juventus just out the gate like that. It's, I
0: know. It, it's It's a little risky for me. It's just the
1: name. It's – just yeah, oh, yeah. Name, well, Italian.
0: Exactly. You had all these clubs right now. I mean, Chelsea have Lampard. Um, yeah. Arsenal have Arteta. You know, you have a lot of uh, old ex-players going back to their clubs and coaching them. And I guess, like, you know, uh, Jack Strand kept talking <laughs> about how, how it's a little bit of a fad right now. You know, you want to bring back your old players. Barcelona in 2021 have already said they're bringing back Xavi. So, yeah. I mean, the only difference is these guys have coaching experience yeah. before they took over these teams and they're doing well. I mean, it's, again, it's tough to kind of struggle with Juventus with Cristiano Ronaldo. But, uh, I I mean, the only thing I see in this move is that the board is going to back Pirlo completely. They're not going to let, you know, they're not going to kind of let him go out in a poor light. Like, because, number one, why would Pirlo take the job if he was worried that the fans were going to hate him after this? They don't want to, like, drag their player through the dirt, kind of. So they're going to back him. They're probably going to make the signings he wants. They're going to really, like, give him two or three years, probably. But, I don't know. I'm. I feel like in that case you have to sign like Mauricio Pochettino, who made Spurs go from kind of like mid-table team, bottom of the top six, average. He made them into a team. Like I'm. I'm a Spurs supporter, and like I next year I'm excited, hoping we're going to win the Europa League. I'm thinking oh, like this year finishing in uh, fifth was like almost a disappointment. Like oh, how are we not top four? So I don't know. And uh, Juventus obviously losing Ronaldo's agent. Reports came out that he on friday that's when the next set of champions League games will be going on we'll be talking about that a little later but he will be in lisbon that's where the they're kind of doing like their own little bubble there um he'll be talking to psg representatives possible transfer so he might be looking up with neymar and mbappe how do you feel about that brett
1: um i know you love neymar uh <laughs> you want to go back to barca yeah and that could happen. I mean, we're not, like we were talking about before, they went uh, chasing rings. I yeah. think Ronaldo wants to chase a, another Champions League title if yeah. he's got Mbappe and a young PSG team. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, Would Juventus give up on that huge 400 mil investment, though, without really getting anything out of it? Or yeah. Or are just going to cut their losses and be like – uh it's tough
0: because like i mean they probably they probably still get 100 mil back from psg because they're just found founded by or funded by like saudi arabian oil company so psg just throw money at everything i don't know it's so tough because it's like it's one of those things like if ronaldo says i want to leave like i guess you kind of have to do that like you you can't really tell him no i mean they get their 100 mil back they it have to be like they'd have to pretty much do like a swap. Like they'd have to get like a 180, yeah. they'd have to get like 80 mil and they'd send Ronaldo and they have to get a player back from a uh, PSG. Like I, I can't see them doing it any other way where Juventus would be happy with the deal. And I mean, if Juventus really want, they could just be dicks and be like, well, you're not leaving until your contract's up. Yeah. I, I don't know. Or Juventus say this didn't work out. They shake hands and go, all right, like, you know, we're going to take the money we invested, you know, that we get back from you and we're going to try and reinvest in this team. But that's obviously just rumors, so we'll see. I mean, I'm hoping that if uh, Ronaldo ends up at uh, PSG, maybe maybe PSG to raise some funds. We'll uh, let Neymar go to Barca, and I'll be happy again. But talking about Barca, um, I was on the edge of my seat all game. Beat Napoli 2-1 this like 4-2 overall. Messi had a masterclass. Probably the most boring second half you can watch, but... You know what? They got the job done. I'm not complaining, and uh, I'm looking forward to Bar- to Bayern on Friday.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm a big Bayern fan. Uh, <laughs> always have been. Uh, so it's gonna be an interesting game between the two of us. Yeah, but I I can't see Barca winning. Yeah, I can't. I can't. see Bayern just like, Bayern is running full steam ahead. They absolutely murdered Chelsea. <laughs> like it was. Like it looked like. A men's team like an actual professional team like a U10 like yeah and like Chelsea's a good club but they really just Byron had possession the entire game yeah they uh Chelsea maybe got like two good shots on it uh yep. they had the one that was called offsides but Byron they've been in a steamroll Lewandowski is a scoring machine lately yep. he just tied Ronaldo with the most Champions League goals 13 and a young team alfonso davies like yeah. i think this is the year canadian. for Bayern to come back and win it all
0: yeah um i'm really scared of Bayern um they i, I mean me and Brett, again, we and read again we're talking about this a little bit earlier but we were looking at the depth of their team and like they have a backup for their backup you know their youth players all when they step up just ball out alfonso davies probably one of their best players only 19 years old canadian left back but uh other than that i mean they they're on fire that again like that's a team that they have a true core with your Mueller, your Lewandowski, you have your Kimmich, you know, you have your Alaba, your Boateng. Even Nicholas Sule fits that. He's a he's a German. He's a young German center back. I think he just came this year. But, like, he fits that mold. He fits that play style that they're going for. And those are the teams you see go deep in this tournament because they can fall back on it. If, if something happens, they're not like, oh, my God, our game plan fucked up. What are we going to do? You know, when you see a team that their game plan isn't working and that it's just one game plan that's all they can do you know they panic and we'll we'll see so i mean that byron team is nice they like like brett said they completely steamrolled chelsea seven one was the aggregate four one was the second leg they i mean i'm gonna obviously root for bars with all my heart but i'm going (laughs) into that game just with you know uh I, I I'm already kind of preparing for it but the only With thing Nessie that you never know though. I was about to say I mean the one thing Byron you know you can't really plan for is that that little midget Leo he uh he's magic man and we're going to have some players back we game Busquets back and uh Dembélé is apparently making the trip. He he just came back from injury. I don't know if we're going to play him but if we do I don't know what a storyline that would be if he helps us in the you know get through that first leg. But uh yeah, the other big game, really exciting game that we had was Man City-Madrid. And that, in my opinion, was a complete uh, Pep Guardiola masterclass. He told his team they were going in, I believe, I believe they went in 2-1, you know, up two away goals on Madrid. They were coming home, so they, had, they already had the away goals. They just had to kind of play some defense. And, uh, you know, Pep has been beating uh, Real Madrid his whole life when he was a player, he was beating up on Madrid. When he became a coach for Barca, he beat up on Madrid. Uh, I don't think he did with Bayern. I was at a Bayern Munich Madrid Champions League, and I'm pretty sure Real Madrid got through that. Yeah, they did. They did. I was right there. Ronaldo celebrated like five feet away from me. Yeah. Uh, no big deal. But um, I mean, Pep. I told me and my dad were talking about it. You know, they scored off two defensive errors. Um, the first one was. Uh, Man City, uh, excuse me, Madrid out of the back. Rafael Veron, who usually is, is very solid, uh, he just gave up the ball. They they right on their goal line pretty much, and they just tapped it in, scored. Second one, Veron went to pass back to the keeper. Sterling was ready for it. He jumped the the uh, the route, boom, another one. And I told my dad, I'm guarantee Pep Guardiola watch their film, understood that they want to play out of the back, and Man City are a team that always play out of the back. So if there's someone that gets how to play out of the back and how to defeat playing out of the back, it's Pep Guardiola. He looked at it and he pr- I'm telling you, he told he definitely told his forwards and Sterling and Jesus, they're gonna play it back. They're gonna get lackadaisical. You see one, just jump it. Just jump the route, just keep jumping it. They did it twice, they scored two, and now they're on to the next round. So uh I mean it, w- it was an alright game. It was a little dull, but uh I enjoyed watching Madrid get beat up. So
1: But I don't know, it's gonna be a Yeah, I think we were talking about before, Man City, Bayern, possibly in the semifinal. And I think whoever wins that game, it's going to be very evenly matched. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, I'm going to root for Bayern a little bit more. (laughs) But I think whoever whoever wins that game is going to come out on top.
0: Yeah. I mean, the the
1: bracket looks strong, but just not. It's not, it's not. It's not Iron
0: Man City strong. Yeah. I mean, the other side of the bracket also those the four clubs there have never won a Champions League, or I believe have never even been in a Champions League final. Which actually, no, Atletico haven't. I'm stupid. Yes, Atletico have been in a Champions League final. They lost to Madrid a few years ago, but none of those teams ever won a Champions League. So uh, it'll be really exciting. I mean, if Bayern make it to the final, I'll be rooting really heavily for whoever's on the other side of that bracket. But uh, if Man City make it, I'm probably gonna root for Pep. I love Kevin De Bruyne. He's such a beast. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, obviously, as a Barca fan, I'm really rooting for Barca to make it through the next round. But at the same time, just being a sports fan and a realist, it's going to be Man City Bayern and it's going to be really exciting. I'm like that's more exciting for me than the final actually is because, you know, also the storylines. Pep is coaching against his old club with his new club and, you know, all that. So that'll be fun to watch. I'm excited. The next round comes up on Friday. All right, Brett, so I know we got some PGA championship uh, going on. I'm going to let you take it away. I'm still new to golf. I'd call myself a mini golfer. So
1: <laughs> Yeah, uh, we had the PGA championship this weekend. Uh, great match overall. Uh, Colin Morikawa comes out on top. Uh, young, he's like 23, just graduated Cal. But the past, since uh, golf has rebooted, he's been in the top five contention for just about every uh match we've had so far, so it's finally time he came out. he won the championship uh I think he deserved it from from the get-go uh, it was it was close the whole match everything was within within a stroke Dj was up there brooks was up there uh Justin rose for a little bit uh but it was just such a close match um and it was great to see the young guy kind of beat some of the old guys uh come out on top when his first major but uh the highlight of pj championship has to go to brooks and the dj beef dj was leading going into the last round and brooks said uh to a reporter when i've been in this position before i've capitalized i don't know dustin johnson's only won one i'm playing good i don't know we'll see so he definitely he's got some balls to say that he set got the tone and, words
0: yeah i like yeah. that from brooks
1: and brooks, brooks has got that like cocky ad kind yeah. of go out there and just say what he wants he's said numerous times how he does not enjoy golf and the kind of just <laughs> goes out there and just does his own thing
0: wait what he doesn't um, like golf,
1: but yeah he he said he kind of just goes out there he plays because he's good and he's <laughs> He what? does his own thing. Like I've never heard that before. That's amazing. Yeah, he goes out. Uh, like there were a couple times where he wasn't like leading the pack or anything where he's just like, uh, I'm ready to go home or just I mean he won he did win the PGA championship last year. Since then he's kinda really fallen off. Mm. Uh, hasn't really done anything since then. But he's he's an interesting character, just like Bryson DeChambeau. Well, Bryson DeChambeau is a different. He's just a we- I think he's a weird guy. Like he he yeah. does all like he's very technical. He always used to putt with the chest putter. He when they What's first that? allowed the flag pin to stay in, he started doing that. The chest putter. Uh, was that? He, the protein shake thing. Uh, chest putter is like so a normal putter. You kind of bend down to putt. Chest putter, okay. the shaft comes up and you kind of like. Rested on your chest So you have More of like A pendulum swing If that it's makes
0: like sense thing.
1: Yeah Exactly And like uh, the PGA bandit They said you can't do this This is too easy Okay um,
0: I mean He's just He's just taking his advantages Is what I'm seeing Kind yeah, of Pussy but,
1: shit But yeah, yeah he, It's kind he's, of
0: soft Yeah okay I don't like that I don't like Bryson anymore Dean Sham He's always
1: got like the Like the Peaky Blinders hat <laughs> uh, I really don't like
0: him Yeah That's yeah. not That's not his style dude like leave it in 1920s um Damn. Bryson sham Bryson sham loser bro by, by, <laughs> Bryson sham by that's what I'm calling him that Bryson sham buy cuz he sucks
1: I don't, he like he, since the uh comeback at golf he put he's been drinking i think he said six protein shakes a day and he put on like 30 40 pounds like just to increase his drive and of muscle or fat? A little bit of both. Uh, he's definitely gotten <laughs> he definitely gotten stronger, but just looking at pictures of him before we kind of yeah. went home to the quarantine, stay at home to now, he looks like a different person.
0: Uh, yeah, no, I've been drinking six protein shakes too. Yeah, that's why I look like <laughs> this now. Yeah, since quarantine, every day. So. Yeah. I'm just I'm putting on muscle, and you know I'm trying to I'm trying to increase my drive or whatever. Yeah.
1: Well, it has been working. He's been. A top five, top 10 contender for the past couple majors hasn't done anything, but he also said uh, a few weeks ago that he wants to live until he's 130 years old. So
0: he's a weird dude. I don't like it. Hopefully,
1: if he goes to 130 years old, he'll be able to win his first major. And he's got like 400 majors until (laughs) that happens, but four times a year, he's got 100 years. So we'll see if he eventually does it.
0: If he does, it's gonna be a rough day. That's gonna be a really bad day. <laughs> it's be a
1: rough day in golf.
0: Exactly. But uh all right, so we had we had some fighting coming out of uh a little fighting coming out of the PGA. I'm a big Brooks guy now. Who was the guy? He used to be really good. I got something signed by him. Um American dude. Used to be he used to win it. Jordan maybe? Jordan, Jordan speed. speed. Yeah, what happened yeah. to him?
1: Uh he kinda fell off a little bit. He hasn't really done much lately. Yeah. Uh, I believe he was ahead. plus five. He was five over for this weekend. Okay. Uh, he just kind of fell off the horse. He won. He won the Masters a couple years ago. Yeah. Uh, I think he won championship not too long ago. But uh, he just kind of fell off. Hasn't really done too much. Uh, he's been middle of the pack. Like he hasn't made the cut for a lot of matches. But uh, wow. Event maybe we'll see a comeback. I I highly yeah. doubt it. But,
0: uh, <laughs> I he's uh, just
1: like one of those household names yeah. of golfers that
0: i was gonna say yeah because i remember i don't know nothing about golf like and i knew even less in high school and one of my mom one of her colleagues at work was working in springfield new jersey there's uh ball to troll it's that golf course and they were doing some type of major you know open there and they you could get like these pennants and they'll the golfers will sign it so i bought one and we went to the practice round so, you know, you kind of follow him around. It's easier to talk to the golfers, this and that. And I remember when Jordan Spieth came around, he signed it. I forget the guy's name. I have it on Twitter. I'll look it up uh, later. Maybe I'll tweet it out. But I remember we were staying there. It, had, it was a guy with no fans. We were, sitting, like, we were kind of sitting by a hole because we had a really good spot where the player has to walk by you. So we get a lot of signatures. And the player, maybe some Australian dude, you know, like really a nobody. Or at least to me, he was an urban. Jordan Spieth, in my head, like I was like, oh, that guy's really good. It was like 2016, 2015, So like you had yeah, to imagine
1: that's like when, when the Masters twenty fifteen.
0: Right. So like he was like really good. Like he had a crowd following him. I, I saw Rory, like all those. But uh, yeah. So I yelled out at the guy. I yelled out at all the golfers. I said, "Can I hit one?" And the guy, I've never played golf in my life. I have no idea. Because like, oh yeah, sure. And he calls me over. That was my best British Australian accent. I come over and he's like, me and him are talking. And he's like, oh, okay, what do you want to use? I was like, the driver, I guess? Like, I don't fucking know. So I'm like, yeah, I'll take the driver. You know, me not knowing anything. I step up there and, uh, you know, I swing one, completely miss, Just missed the ball <laughs> completely. And the guy's like, oh, okay, you never golfed before, have you? I was like, yeah, no. So he gives me a quick lesson. I'm like, all right, miss it again. He's like, all right, fix this. I'm like, all right, weird. take it. I just drive one and it just goes like straight. like. I don't know how far, but it went straight. And he like looked at me. He's like, "Wow, that was like pretty good." And I I just handed my call, the club call back. A thank you. He, he signs like the pennant, walks on with his day. And uh, I remember his caddy as they were walking. He's like, "Fuck, I gotta find the ball." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, sorry." Uh, yeah, like driving it straight doesn't mean I drove it straight onto like the green or like onto what is it called? Like not like the, the green. Fairway. Yeah, the fairway. Like I drove it like straight, but like there was a tree in the way. So I like drove it straight into like the brush. and I was like, okay, but I don't care. I still hit it. The first time I ever golfed was on a major golf course. I don't care. And uh, I used real golf clubs. So if I ever go golfing and I'm uh, ever with you and, you know, Gavin, those, that's one of our best friends and we're golfing, and you guys pull out some broke boy shit. I'm going to let you know. All right. I'm uh, like, oh yeah. You know, my talk guy.
1: to golf or... Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. <laughs>
0: yeah. Listen, if you're going to pull out broke boy clubs, I only use the best now. So I just want to let you know that. But uh, going along with a little bit of that beef, uh, tonight we had some we had some fun in the MLB. We uh, we got a fight between the Athletics and the Astros. The pitcher for the Astros um, threw and hit Ramon Laureano. Laureano didn't like that. They had some words, and uh, you know he, he he decided to charge full steam ahead at the Astros dugout and. You know, a, a brawl, I have air quotations up, a brawl ensued, a.k.a. them all standing next to each other, shoving each other and yelling expletives.
1: Well, yeah, he didn't, he didn't even make it fully to the dugout. He got tackled by, I think it was like a backup catcher or something. So yeah. the fight didn't even happen. MLB fights are always kind of trash anyway. Nah, no real, it's nothing like an NHL fight. Uh, no,
0: it's a bunch there's of like one or two. Each other. Right, there's only one or two. Where they're actually like really throwing hands. You know, you had, uh, I guess, did Bryce Harper was his fight the one where he threw the helmet today? Yeah, they they threw a yeah. punch or two. And then there was of course like one of the most famous ones at second base with uh, O'Dor and Jose Batista. That was a good one. O'Dor knocked Batista out. But uh, right, yeah, Jose Batista. Um, you yeah, know, but that fight he he charged. And all I gotta say is, is football back? Because that was a good tackle. He, like, whoever, t- he got him down. That was a very good tackle. So, football might be back. So, breaking news, if you're listening, football's back. Um,
1: I don't know. Houston Texans might have to sign him.
0: I mean, they should. I, he He's not really doing much with baseball right now. That season's about to be canceled. But, yeah, I mean, the, this guy for the Athletics is probably going to get, like, a 30-game suspension, and all the players on the Astros are just going to walk away with no punishment again, even though the pitcher the pitcher hit him. for the, That was the second time he got hit that game. And on top of that, the dugout, if you watch the replay, he's walking to first base or whatever. He's taking, like, his knee, his, like, shin pad off. You know, they wear, like, those weird things. And the coach is literally yelling at him from the thing. Like, the coach incited it, and he yeah. ran full speed ahead of him. I don't know what those two baseball players had. They know they're not going to get punched because I would never run at the opposition team's bench like I'm Jon Snow. You know, in that one scene where he goes at like, the whole, like – I don't know what he thought he was doing there. He just was like, all right, fuck it. Let's get after it. I, I don't know. But uh, it was exciting just to watch a little physical contact in the sport, other than hockey, obviously. But I don't watch hockey anymore. It's cause the range a road. slow
1: sport. It, nothing, it, it's been slow ever since it started. I know. Uh, a nice it's, little pushing match every once in a while gets gets the crowd going.
0: It's literally all that I watch for. Like, I see a guy get hit, and I'm just screaming, someone punch somebody. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's American society. We just want to knock each other the fuck out. But it was fun. I enjoyed it. You know, it got it was trending on social media, so not bad. But, uh, yeah, so I, I want to see what they do for the punishment there. Because he's going to get – because he also got hit by a pitch twice that game by the Astros. Yeah. When Joe Kelly threw at the Astros – you know, he got an eight-game suspension. So let's see how Ron Manfred uh, turns a blind eye to the Astros inciting shit again. And yeah, all right. So now we're gonna move on to our next segment, our set the tone guy of the weekend. Who you got, Brett?
1: I uh, gotta go with uh, Loriano in that at, well, that attempted uh, brawl with the Astros and the A's. Right. Uh, gotta gotta give shit back to the Astros. The asterisks, whatever you want to call them. Yep. Fuck them. Send them home. Ban them. Do whatever you got to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, you got to respect Gloriano there. I mean, I, I know we just kind of made fun of him for uh, running at the bench with no backup against a, te- a whole team, but I mean, that's that's what setting the tone is right there. You know, he said, I'll take you guys on wherever, wherever. I don't give a shit. Ran full speed ahead, going at like a 50 year old, uh, I think it was like a. Uh, batting coach, Fishing something coach. Like, yeah, something like that. Went full speed ahead, got tackled. Whatever, he set the tone right there, you know. And it's just even better because it is the Astros. If this was say against the Reds, okay, great, awesome move, really fun. Like, yeah, I love the fight. But the fact he said I'm gonna I'm gonna do it right now against the Astros makes it even better. All I wish is he could have got a few punches or something in. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's definitely he's definitely a tone setter. He's definitely uh. Something I'm excited to keep watching now. I'm, I'm a fan of him now. But, uh, <laughs> it's
1: like yeah. Joe Kelly.
0: Exactly. Him and Joe Kelly can uh, play for the Yankees anytime they want. I don't know if they're talented enough, but it's fine. I'll let them come on. But uh,
1: Who do you got our, for the week?
0: Yeah, so my weekend set the tone guy. Guy who sets the tone in everything he does. I think I said this last time, too. But, I mean, he he's probably the only basketball player with a good rap album. He's probably the only basketball player that backs up the shit he talks. We talked about a little bit earlier, but it's Dame Lillard. Going at people, you know, he was out there on IG. Uh, yes, yes, he did. He did shank the two shots. Still had a good game. Still came back on IG and wasn't going to let uh, Paul George and Beverly get away with that shit. Then he said, you know what, fuck them. I'm about to ball out tonight. Drop 51 on the Sixers. Of course, the Sixers are a little beat up, but... Dame Load, man, he he's just a different breed, you know. He he's just about it. he's just set the tone. He just sets the tone. Everything he does, rap album, all right. You know, I think actually no C J mccollum has the podcast, but uh, you know, we were talking about him last week about how he's just pulling up shots from half court because he can. Just a stud. I love him. I hope. I don't think the Trailblazers are going to get into the playoffs, you know. But uh, I really hope they. I don't even know if they still can technically, but I really hope they can because. Uh, It'd be really fun to watch him.
1: Yeah, Dane definitely. He sets the tone, just just in general. Not just this week, just in general. Like, yeah. he's always got the ice in his veins. Unfortunately, he didn't armed. come up this week. Yeah. But just, he's coming back with a quick comment. Uh, always on Twitter, just, he's got, you just have to respect his game. Yep. you got to respect his comebacks. You've got you got to respect him in general. Top yeah, I mean, player he also staying in Portland. The recognition he deserves. Yeah.
0: Yeah, stays in Portland. You know, he he didn't go chase a bag anywhere. I mean, he he got a bag. Don't get me wrong. I think he's the most expensive, the highest paid player right now. I could be wrong about that, but you know, he's he's doing his thing in Portland. He's trying to get Portland to chip. I don't know if they're gonna do it, but uh, can't complain. I have I have another another set the tone guy of the week, and it's more of looking forward to the upcoming week, and it's gonna be Leo Messi. I mean, in this game this past weekend, he should have had. I guess it would have been two. Yeah, he should have had two. They took one back on him. It was kind of bullshit. Whatever. We move on. But uh, after the game, he wouldn't. He went up to the ref three times. All three times, he wouldn't shake his hand or fist bump him. Um, and on top of that, I mean, there's this Barca team, old, beat up, just they, they're ready just to kind of end their season. I'd say kind of a disappointing season. where we fell out of the. Uh, You know, we were in number one in La Liga. We kind of just threw it away, let Real Madrid win it. But uh, Real Madrid did everything they had to win it, respect to them. But Leo Messi, there's one guy who can pretty much take down a team on himself and can just change a game by himself in soccer. It's him. I mean, if you're Bayern, you can game plan for everyone else, you know, but you just know no matter what you do, he will find a way, so I'm I'm excited to see about that. What are you looking forward to this week, Brad?
1: Definitely Champions League, seeing how yeah. that goes. I mean, that's quarter of the week. Um, it's kind of just a relaxing week for me. Uh, I'm getting ready to move in, go back to school. Yep. Uh, just trying to hang out, just kind of enjoy my last couple days at home.
0: Definitely, definitely. Uh, my other set the tone guy of the week that I'm looking forward to is my dad. His 50th birthday <laughs> is on August 13th. First 50th, we were trying to, we were thinking about throwing a little like socially distant kind of party here. But uh, my dad said instead he wants to go to Maine. So as a family, we're going to Maine. And uh, I was talking about, I think, uh, maybe an episode or two ago, go with Brad about, you know, lobster roll and this and that. But uh, I'm looking forward to that. My dad on trips, especially these types, just does a lot of stuff that is just like goofy. You know, we were flying to Hawaii last year and in the airport, excuse me, in O'Hara airport, And he uh, saw, like, this, like, little Italian, I don't want to call it, it wasn't a deli, it wasn't a bakery. It was kind of like one of those, like, little spots where you get a little sandwich. He saw, like, prosciutto and got so excited. He was like, look, Ethan, prosciutto. And I was like, okay, Dad, like, we get that at home. Like, I don't know why you're so excited. He was, like, giggling. So uh, he lets loose. I'm excited to see him. I don't know, maybe he'll set the tone. Like, uh, he'll dog a big lobster. I don't know. So I'm looking forward to that. Obviously, it's 50th. So I'm going to take a pause so everyone can wish my dad. A happy birthday on his 50th okay ready set go okay thanks guys he really appreciates that so uh he said maybe one day he'll come on the podcast he wants to i, I don't He's know what he yeah yeah oh, i hope not um <laughs> but uh yeah so i'm looking forward to maine and like brett said literally like a day or two after i come back from maine i'm going right to school so maybe me and brett will be able to record in the same room get a, a good yeah. mic or two But, uh, yeah, going on that, kind of going on the idea of getting a good mic or two, you know, me and Brett, we're trying to really upgrade this podcast as much as we can. You know, from day one, we've been working on different things. I've been looking at different softwares, do stuff. So this is kind of an open, an open casting call. We're looking for someone, anyone that wants to join the Set the Tone team. um, We're looking for someone that can help us with some type of content creation when it comes to Instagram and Twitter. Me and Brett. You know, although we are such studs at recording podcasts and uploading them, and Brett is phenomenal at making Instagram edits. You guys, his, the late the latest post was his, he absolutely killed it on iMovie. Um, we would love to bring someone on and uh, maybe talk out a way for them to join the team, help us out a little bit with that. You know, I don't know, maybe jump on the pod with us every now and then, whenever they want. And uh, yeah. So if you if you made it this far, if you're listening to this part and you're like, huh, I know how to use Photoshop. Oh, huh, I have software hit us up either through one of our DMS, you know, set the tone DMS. Obviously most people listen to us probably have our numbers, send us a text. And uh, yeah, we really appreciate that. You got anything else for this week, Brett?
1: No, I think we covered it all. Uh, it was a great show. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening for this far.
0: Uh, see you next time. Yep. Make your dreams come true. Peace.